What's up everyone, this is Quinn here, episode number 10 of the Fail Fast Podcast. An amazing episode today, but I want you to know that it was not recorded in my normal studio, so the sound may not be perfect at all times. Just bear with me, because the interview is well worth it. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Fail Fast Podcast. This is Quinn, and with me today, we have a entrepreneur from New York, the founder of Gourmet Ghee, Nazia Aibani. Nazia, how are you today? Good. How are you? Very good. Nice to have you here on the show. Thank you for having me. So, what is this ghee? What is this ghee butter? Can you tell us about that? Okay, sure. So uh, it's funny because a lot of people don't know what ghee butter is yet. Um, Ghee butter is from India originally, where I'm from, and it's been in my family for generations. Very staple food in every uh, Indian diet. Um, It's also big in the Middle East and even in Europe. It's basically a very healthy way of eating butter. Uh, It's butter that's cooked, and then once it's cooked, it's all the milk, fat, and solids are taken out of it. So what happens is you're left with something that we call liquid gold. And it's the way butter was really meant to be eaten. It cures a lot of diseases. It prevents a lot of diseases. This is Western research coming out with it now. Um, And we have 10 flavors that are, uh, they're all amazing. They're all rich superfoods. And it's shelf-stable, which is awesome because the more ghee sits, the more antioxidants and vitamins form in it and it's lactose free and casein free wow that's that's fantastic i i don't i don't touch any lactose products i don't drink milk so that's something very interesting that i gotta look into of course my my wife's gonna look into that as soon as absolutely what is the name of your company the gourmet key company and we're based on long island long island awesome Nazia, I saw you, I saw your profile picture is uh, you, Barbara Corcoran, and Dr. Oz. Can you tell me about that? Yeah, absolutely. So recently, um, which I'm so proud of, it was a big milestone for my business, uh, which were fairly new, but um, we got chosen um, out of a lot of people, a lot of submissions to be on the Dr. Oz show for the next big health idea. And uh, the judges were some heavy hitters, which you saw, which was Barbara Corcoran from Shark Tank and Dr. Oz and um, the owner of USANA, um, which is another health company. Um, and it was wonderful. We got chosen um, to be on a Shark Tank type of show, which was me competing with two other contestants for who had the next big uh, health idea. Awesome. Is there, was there the positions? Where did you place? Did you win? Or was it just one winner? Well, there was one winner. um, And it was, I don't believe that there was really one winner. I do believe when you're picked out of thousands upon thousands of submissions, um, I I believe you already are a winner. But I did not win, actually. Um, The contestant next to me who became a friend of mine, uh, you know, who had a a bone broth, she won. Um, And... I've worked in television my whole life, so working from behind the scenes, going in front of the camera was something very different and new for me. I think it made me more nervous uh, because I was always the producer coaching people to do it and what to say. And then when you're actually in the front line doing it yourself, you're a little bit shocked to, you know, am I saying it too quick or, you know, do I have enough time? 
Uh, so I, di- I didn't win, but I learned a lot from, from that show, and, and I had a lot of success after. So it was wonderful, wonderful experience. Yeah, no, no kidding. That's, uh, that's a very big show, right? Uh, I guess almost everybody in the U.S. has watched it or knows about the Dr. Oz show. And everybody, of course, knows Barbara Corcoran from, from Shark Tank. And yeah, so tell me about, you worked in television for, for 20 years, is that right? Correct. I did. And always behind the cameras? Always behind the camera. So I started off actually as an intern and uh, for companies, uh, you know, very small companies, uh, Indian production companies, where I, uh, I still remember my, my first production assistant job. I worked two weeks for an Indian newspaper, very well-known Indian newspaper that I won't say, but, um, but I worked, I, I want to say about 60 hours, got paid $150. So I knew I wanted to get out of the Indian side of it with the newspapers, but I ended up at MTV, Nickelodeon, Sesame Street. Um, I worked for Anderson Cooper, which was exciting, and talk shows. And uh, then I went on to develop reality television as well. So it was, it was really great, really great. But uh, in total, I would say I've had, before I started my own business, about 26 jobs. And uh, 15 of them I've gotten fired from. <laughs> and let go. Yeah, I've definitely failed before. I um, definitely sank a lot before I could get my head above water. So... Um, yeah, it's been it's been it's been a road for me. <laughs> that's that's fantastic. So tell me about so those fifteen jobs. Why uh, is there a common trend? Why why to get fired from fifteen and in? Yeah, absolutely. Because I feel that sometimes and oftentimes what happens is um, is that when you're very headstrong, there's really no room for you working with certain types of personalities. So sometimes I felt women could be your worst enemy because there definitely wasn't as much women empowerment back then. And this is only you're talking about five years ago. Um, And I've always been very headstrong. So I've always, you know, known what I wanted. And I felt a lot of the time my producers at the time were maybe not ready for that. Um, They weren't. They weren't ready for that. They weren't ready for me to the associate producer to talk back kind of and say, Hey, this is what I like. This is what I don't like. This is what we should do differently. Um, but I made a lot of good friends along the way. And actually my mentor today are, are two of my supervising producers that I worked with, um, that I look up to very much. She is a very well-known, very well-known supervising producer in the industry. Um, She just had this very strong personality about her. So I always mimic that. And she's one of those women that are for women. And, um, and I love, I love that about her. I, I'll tell you when I worked with her, I worked with her on the end on Anderson Cooper's talk show, Anderson live. Uh, you know, we butted heads, we butted heads because I felt like we were the same personality and, um, but I picked up a lot from her. Um, I actually follow a lot of her methods today in my own business. So as much as it was, uh, you know, me kind of butting heads with a lot of people and, and I got fired not only, not necessarily only in television jobs, like small production jobs, but, uh, I worked 26 jobs total in the sense of, I was like a receptionist. I worked as a dental assistant. I, I worked in, 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 you know, in the mall, I, in everything you could think of. 
And sometimes um, somebody said something very important to me, which I never forgot. It was on a show at MTV. They said sometimes smart people have a very hard time understanding things that are too small for them. So if that makes sense to you, I feel like maybe sometimes I just didn't get certain things because maybe I was just a little too smart for it. Uh, and I learned it later on down the road. So, yeah. so uh, yeah, it, it helped me in my own business, a lot of experiences. Very good. So I can, I can completely understand what you're saying about the, there are certain things that are so simple that it's very hard to understand. Although I'm not saying I'm, I'm very smart. I never consider myself the smartest guy in the room. And I like surrounding, surrounding myself with smart people so I can absorb it from them. And so tell me, during this, let's say, in the television industry, there's a lot of celebrities. You got to meet a lot of celebrities. And who was your famous, I mean, favorite person you ever met? Okay, so if I have to answer that question, I will tell you, um, as I have met, tons of celebrities. I've, I've always been around celebrities pretty much my whole life, um, before even television. But if I have to answer that question truthfully, I will tell you it was Carol Burnett on the Anderson Live uh, talk show. The reason is, is because Carol Burnett, to me, represents a lot more than a celebrity. Um, I was first generation here. Um, I came here with my family in 1984 from India, and my it was a very big show at the time. And my family, my dad and my mom, my dad who recently just passed away, um, you know, it really reminded me of him a lot and like how it was growing up as a kid. She was always this very bubbly, great personality, and she also had an angel kind of help her in a way. I've also had a lot of angels along the way help me. Now, what I mean by angel is is people that you cut, you're like, where did this person just come from all of a sudden? Um, her story is a very long story short, um, is that somebody helped her and said, Hey, I'm going to help you today with this business. And I'm going to, I'm going to help you succeed. And the only thing you have to do is help somebody else. So I'm taking that with me too. Somebody has helped me succeed. My, my, not only my, um, former supervising producers, um, two of them, by the way, uh, you know, I, I've worked with, amazing and awesome people in my life. Um, but my family has helped me. Um, people have reached out to me, helping me that I am like, where did this person come from? So I would have to say Carol Burnett. I've also met Bono. I know very big, like from Carol Burnett to Bono from YouTube, YouTube, but, um, Bono's a very great humanitarian and I, and I, I, I loved it. He was very nice, very warm, very caring person, person. And, um, it was a wonder. Both experiences very wonderful. Yeah, I I saw you with Bono, and that was that's somebody I've always loved. I grew up in Europe, and the music industry. There's, I mean, to me and the group of people I dealt with, there was nobody bigger than Bono. So when I saw you with him, I was like completely jealous. <laughs> ah, that's so fun. Well, you, I love. I'll tell you, Bono was very great. But I, I did, and I appreciated meeting him. Um, Jimmy Iovine who, if you know Bono, you would know Jimmy Iovine, right? Uh, yes. The manager. He was, I think he was more amazing because I had a lot res respect for him keeping that ship afloat as much as he did. And, you know, now I'm looking at my own business and managers just have like the sh world on their shoulders to carry. I mean, the celebrities are the face, but the managers are really the, you know, 
really the people holding everything up. So another really great person, I have to say, was definitely him. And guaranteed, uh, probably doesn't get as much as appreciation as they deserve because they're always behind the scenes. Right? Oh, absolutely. One is the face and everybody else. But yeah, that's absolutely true. Getting back into the gi, I want to ask you, what made you start this? Why did you start your gi and, and how? Uh, tell me your story. Okay. So, um, actually, I've, I've had ghee my whole life. Um, like I said, it's really big in Indian cuisine and uh, it's a staple ingredient um, because it has a lot of benefits. And India is like the land of Ayurvedic, you know, spices and turmeric and coconut oil, etc. So, ghee has actually been a lot, around a lot longer. And um, what had happened was is that when I had my first kid, I was working, I was a director of development for a production company in the city, and I wanted to deliver early by five weeks. Um, so my, my son was a premature baby, and um, being in the hospital, uh, the way to get a premature baby out quicker, believe it or not, is for a woman to breastfeed that baby. Formula doesn't work. So my mom would always say, Nazia, you know, you have to start having more ghee because ghee produces a lot of breast milk. But, you know, and that's something in India they really use it for. I started taking spoons and spoons of ghee, making bulletproof shots. A bulletproof shot is basically a beverage, whether it be milk or coffee or anything, almond milk, anything. And you're adding a spoon of that ghee butter to it. And it's giving you a lot of energy. And it's giving you a lot of focus, believe it or not. Um, anyway, when I started mixing ghee with some oatmeal every day, an Indian type of oatmeal, my... I hate to sound so graphic, but I really started producing a lot of breast milk. It was a lot. My son gained a lot of weight. My son gained two pounds, and that was it. He was out of the NICU in, in about, I would say, a week and a half. Um, when I came home, I was dealing with postpartum, and I was dealing with, like most women, okay, how do I lose this weight of this extra this baby? And I started doing those bulletproof shots of ghee. I just started seeing all these different ways of ghee, ghee for my hair, ghee for my face, ghee for ghee masks, ghee, you know, facial masks. It was so beneficial. And I really decided I wanted to do it. And I saw on the market one thing, and I won't say that it upset me, but it definitely triggered something in me, which I kind of feel um, with turmeric, for instance, there was no Indian person that really came to the forefront and said, this is turmeric, these are the benefits, we're from India, we know about it. When I researched key, I saw a couple of companies uh, from California, I think a couple from New York, that were not really Indian-owned. They were other you know, nationalities making ghee butter and promoting ghee butter. And it kind of did, it did strike a chord with me because when it's from your country and you know about it, and you know the benefits, and they're kind of pigeonholing it to just yoga, or they're pigeonholing it to just one specific thing. It's not. Ghee is multiverse. It's very versatile. Um, so I wanted to get on board. And I also felt that nobody was promoting it the right way, and nobody knew as much about it as I did. I mean, I'm, I'm first generation here. My, my great, 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 great grandmother, we still have ghee in our family from about no, no, really, seriously, about 15 years ago, ghee is just basically used over and over again. You're never really throwing it out. That's where all those antioxidants and vitamins are. So you don't ever want to throw it out. You want to keep reusing an old batch over and over again. So with that being said, 
I really wanted to start my own business. I wanted to be the first Indian woman to make ghee really sexy again because we, we took it to the next level. We took it to the next level in so many different ways. Not even, not only with our flavors, we got out of the, of the Himalayan sea salt ghee and the original ghee and we revved it up. We did honey saffron. We did cardamom. We did hemp ghee. We did uh, medjool date. We did an edible silver and an edible 24 karat gold ghee. We, we, we took it to the next level. And, um, I was really proud of myself in that way because even on, on the Dr. Ah show, we were the first company to come on as an Indian woman representing. We just got a slow connection. I don't know if it's you or me. It just, it just slowed down a bit. Oh, okay. So the ghee, all these different flavors, it seems so fascinating. And everything that you said is kind of like, oh, I, I want to try this right now. Mm-hmm. The original ghee, where do, what is it made of? Where, where does it come from? Okay, so another thing that we do really differently is we are not using a butter. Ghee is made from butter, but it's made from butter fat. So what happened here is that when people in stores started getting and making ghee, they're using a, a butter from here. Now, the problem with using a butter from the States is if you're getting a butter high in fat, it's very expensive. And it's, it's extremely expensive, the markup. It's a markup, I would say, is about a good 75% markup. And it's not readily available for wholesale. Um, it's from smaller farms, okay, which you can't mass produce, right, and make thousands and thousands of jars of ghee butter. Um, and it's a very generic type of store-bought butter. So what we did is we decided to get a grass-fed butter from France. Uh, the grass-fed butter we use is a hundred is about uh, excuse me uh, 86 percent fat. Now, when you're taking out all that fat, you're left with a lot of goodness. You're left with no fat, but the antioxidants and vitamins from the fat. If that makes sense. So we're using a hundred percent natural butter. Organic. Uh, it is organic. It's grass-fed, it, and it's uh, not from here. And the taste is just very different. Uh, it's just a very creamy hazelnut type of uh, taste. Very different than the ghee that you would get here that has a lot of oil on top or has no taste at all. Very good. And when you put in your coffee and like the bulletproof coffee that we all heard about, uh, if you try it, if it, there's a different flavor or would you just use the generic uh, ghee to put in your coffee? Would it alter the no, flavor too much? No, I would alter the flavor. I would, I, well, I'll tell you, we have sweet and savory flavor. So that's the beauty of ghee butter is that you can make it sweet or savory. That's not like something you can do with the normal butter because of mold issues, etc. So with ghee, we have like say a medjool date ghee and a rosehip ghee and a honey saffron ghee, which people that are diabetic, they use that. They replace their sugars with it. Uh, people that are lactose intolerant are replacing ghee with creamers. Um, they're not, there's no need for a creamer. The ghee naturally looks very creamy and tastes creamy with that ghee butter in it. Um, so, and the two flavors that we came out with that became actually very big in the celebrity world and became very big at weddings and events that we've been sponsoring because we do want to get out there and, and help and sponsor events as well is our edible gold, 24 karat gold bullet ghee and our edible silver bullet ghee. And the, it, those are two precious metals that act as natural astringents in the body when they're released. So 
we got those two flavors out on the market. And one is a, you could use it for bulletproof shots or you could use it for what we created called a hot shot, which is a hot beverage, like a hot toddy or, a, or a, you know, a, any type of hot liqueur, dessert liqueur, or just a hot coffee. Put that ghee butter right in there and it, it tastes amazing. And you get that silver and that gold on top. So it looks great too. And it sounds very good too. Yeah. And when you say um, when you put it out in the market, is this this market? Are you on the shelves, or are you sell online, or both? So right now we sell online. We sell on Amazon, and we sell on our website. Uh, we've only been in business under a year, believe it or not. I've been selling ghee and making ghee to family and friends for over five years. Um, but we just really launched, not really launched, we've been there and um, we've already gotten such amazing attention. Um, so we are in talks with two major uh, uh, companies right now to get on the shelves. So hopefully before a year and uh, we should be on the shelves. Maybe, maybe that's something we got to talk about again, some distribution in Canada as well. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Going back to the Dr. Oz show. After the show, did the show go live yet? The show did go live. It actually aired. It aired uh, uh, Monday at 1 p.m. in New York. Um, and I'm more than happy to send you the link and, uh, you know, so you could see it. Yeah, send it to me. I'll, I'll add it to the show notes so everybody can have a look at it. And Absolutely. Right after, did, after it went live, did you get an explosion in sales? Did your, did your website get shut down? How did that go? <laughs> so, so it was really funny because um, we had 60 seconds to go on and explain our product. We had 90 seconds, excuse me. So I got the least amount of time amongst my two competitors for whatever reason, and it's okay. The thing that people are, that asked me after the show, they said, oh, my God, you should have won. You should have won. You know, bone broth is, is soup. It's just soup. It's boiled boiled chicken or boiled meat, et cetera. Ghee butter is so different. Uh, the other lady had a trampoline, and there were, they thought it was, I mean, uh, absolutely not the greatest idea. And when you see the link, you'll understand what I'm saying to you. Um, so with that being said, our website did wonderful. We definitely made a big hit in sales in one night. It's only been about, this is like day two. We've, we've upped our sales, I want to say about by 55%, I would say, roughly 50 to 60%. We've got a really great, uh, even on Amazon. Um, so we did really, really wonderful. I, if I had to do the show over again, would I? Absolutely. Um, I would, but failure comes with a little bit of sweetness that sometimes too. Um, because I didn't win, what I really realized later on is that I put my company on the map. I didn't talk about ghee as much. So I didn't put ghee on the map. I put my company on the map. Whereas the woman who won put the product on the map, not necessarily her company. Does that make sense what I'm saying to you? Yes, absolutely. So, yeah. So when I spoke, we got great exposure. People, I don't think, were really Googling ghee. They were Googling the Gourmet Ghee Company because we're so different, because we're so, we're so not doing what everybody else is doing, and we're not making it very generic. We're not mass producing where that, you know, that beauty kind of and the benefits get, gets lost. Um, so in a way, when I look back, I'm actually kind of glad that I did what I did, and short and sweet is kind of always the best because um, I didn't have to over-explain my product. It is what it is. 
and we got a, a, amazing feedback, amazing, amazing feedback. So we're very happy with the result. Is there anything you would have changed from your presentation? Yeah, absolutely. I feel like I spoke too quick. And um, what happens is when you're on television, you're so nervous and you want to make sure you're getting everything out there. Also, I feel I should have interrupted the judges when they were making their decision and they were in a huddle. They were all huddled together. And in my mind, something kept saying, Nazia, intervene and say something. Because, um, you know, I'm a very outspoken person. And what had happened, and I knew in my mind that the lady next to me who had the bone broth, who, by the way, is, is became, became, you know, somewhat of a, a friend after the show. Um, wonderful lady. Wonderful, wonderful lady. Um, but I knew my product was better. In the long run... Her product was shelf stable. My product, her, her product, excuse me, was perishable, whereas my product was shelf stable. Her product was not vegetarian, whereas our product is considered vegetarian. And other things where the benefits of bone, bone broth are not as superior as the benefits of ghee. Um, and also, there's a lot of health beauty benefits of, of ghee. Uh, which people rub it on their skin, etc. So I would have done a lot differently. I would have definitely have intervened and said, "Hey, wait, hold that huddle, Dr. Oz, or you know, let's uh, you know, let's compare over here before you make this final decision." So you always want to say something, but you're always afraid of of kind of how you're going to look on national television because you want to look professional, right? As a, as a business owner, um, absolutely. Yeah, but I would I would definitely have uh, spoken up a little bit that more. And to use, to use it on your skin, would you go about like a normal package of ghee and you just open it up and you can spread it on your skin or is there anything you would do to it? No, no, no. So we, um, so that's really great. That's a great question. Um, we actually just sponsored the Miss Universe pageants, uh, Miss, excuse me, Miss Florida pageant, uh, just a couple of months ago and they're beautiful women, all beauty queens. And they asked the same thing, one of them. And I said, no. So what you do is ghee is amazing because what you would do is you would take an original flavor or a rose hip flavor. Now, if you drink it, if you eat it, it's a hundred times better because it'll come through your pores and it'll, it's known to actually replenish your dead hair follicles and replenish dead skin cells. But when you want to put it on your skin as a facial mask, which ghee is very big and known for, is what you're doing is you are doing it one of two ways. So we sell the ghee milk that we're taking out, the fat of it, on top. And we're selling that on the side, believe it or not. For women that know what it is, they're using that as facial mask, as facial cream, because ghee produces collagen naturally. So they're using that, or they're having a, an, an, a flavor that's original flavor or a rosehip flavor. And for the face, they're adding sugar and you know rubbing it in their skin. And if they're using it for the body to exfoliate, they're taking a sea salt and using it for the body. So a couple of several different ways to use it. But um, my favorite is definitely eating it. You'll get the most benefits from it. You know, putting it on your face and skin will make your skin soft uh, 100%. It's, it's, a, it's a ritual that's gone back thousands of years in India, but uh, definitely I would, um, eating it or putting it on in your face, both very beneficial. Yeah, so I'm going to have to look at, at that uh, today. I'll look at that today. Where, <laughs> okay. 
So on Amazon, I will just search for Gourmet Ghee. And Gourmet Ghee Company, yep. Gourmet Ghee Company. And what's your website? www.gourmetghee.com. Okay, and ghee is just G-H-E-E. Correct. So, Nazia, I want to ask you about a, is there any book that has changed you? What book has influenced you the most? What book has influenced me the most? I, I'm, I love reading. I'm such a reader. So, um, my gosh, I, uh, I, I, you know, my favorite novel, uh, novels, actually, believe it or not, are written by Stephen King. Uh, have they influenced me? No. Have they changed my life? No. Um, but there's been so many. Uh, you know, there are five people that, that you meet in heaven has really influenced me. Tuesdays with Maury really influenced me. Uh, the Kite Runner really influenced me. Um, I, I, you know, The Kite Runner was really heartfelt for me, I guess. Um, Khalid Husseini, one of my favorite authors, and he later came out with A Thousand Splendid Sons. Um, because I really do relate. I come from a country that is very advanced with a lot of things, but very backwards with a lot of things. And I really do want to help people. Um, the author inspired me more, Khalid Husseini, who helps his country. So I feel, I feel all those books are very down to earth and very heartfelt. They hit very close to home for me. Uh, because of the immigrant side and coming to America and not really knowing where you are or who you are and trying to fit in. And then kind of sometimes learning later on that you don't have to fit in or finding out you don't fit in. So, yeah, I would definitely say those two books. How about your own? I know you've been writing your own book. Uh, tell me the story. I have. And I'll tell you, my story is actually quite interesting. Um and a lot of people would be very uh, shocked to know what my story is um, because, uh, like I said, I, I came here with my family was in 1984 from India. My parents left a lot to come here for us. The book is actually based on my experiences uh, because I had a very hard time with my in-laws. Uh, my husband is American, uh, you know, and I'm Indian, and, and, they, and I'm Muslim, and he converted to Islam. Uh, not for me, but for just, you know, he loved the religion and he converted and, and they had a very hard time accepting it. So, you know, there was a lot of back and forth with, uh, them and, and not accepting me. And I wrote a book on it, I guess of my situation of what could have been and what, if it wasn't for my husband, what, what it was coming to. And the book is titled dearly deported kind of as a, thing for dearly departed because you really do die I feel when you get deported people that get deported from this country you're you're gone it's like you're not existing anymore you're you're dead you're, you're you, you don't you're living in a new country which you maybe once knew something about but you know nothing about anymore you're kind of going to the afterlife so that's why hence I wrote the book dearly deported and it's a wonderful book and it's based on my experiences with my husband the things that I had to go through the things that I, I really witnessed, um, I really, the first time I witnessed racism uh, was sadly after I got married, not before. So that book is in the works, it's done, and uh, hopefully on its way to being published soon. Okay, so you have found a publishing company or you're still looking? 
No, we're still looking for a publisher. We're still looking for a publisher. Not yet. Uh, no, we haven't found anyone yet. Okay. So the, the idea actually sounds fantastic. I love the title. It's very, oh, thank very you. catchy. <laughs> thank so you. So if, if there's any publishers listening, here you go. Uh, contact Nazia Ibani and uh, get this book published because I want to read it. <laughs> thank you. So for people to find you, gourmetgeekcompany.com, they can search for that as well on Amazon. Where else can they find you and your company? Well, right now we're really just um, hitting stores uh, really hard. I mean, in a sense, we're talking with uh, buyers. So unfortunately, not in stores yet. Um, but uh, we're, we've been in local magazines. We are um, hoping to get written up in several very big magazines. Um, in in the in uh, in the fall, excuse me. So we're gonna be we're really gonna be out there. We're really gonna be out there in, in more so. Um, and you're gonna hear us more with the the Miss Universe pageants, uh, with major events in the city um, that are coming up. We're gonna be in a, a private designer's, um, a very well known designer's, uh, his gift bags. He requested for us to be in their gift bags for Fashion Week, New York Fashion Week in September. So I'm sure we'll make that some headlines with that. Yeah, that's very, very good idea. Those gift bags, that's very great. Nazia, uh, is there any message you want to leave to everybody listening? I do. I want to say that you have to fall flat on your face so many times to know what success feels like. Even a little bit, you will appreciate it. Failure is not the end of the world. Um, I know a lot of people suffer from anxiety today. I'm actually one of them. I feel, I always feel I could do better. I always feel, you know, my gosh, we have, I have to get better. I have to be better. I have, there's no such thing as competition. If you're good, you believe in yourself, you're going to get there no matter what. And there's really a happy ending to every story as long as you have the goal, the, the great, the good outlook to do it. So this is from somebody who was, I used to make $100 a week. I used to have $20 at the end of the day for groceries So when I first got married. Um, and now we're definitely a lot better. So it's <laughs> 100 times better, thank God. So it, it does, money comes. Money comes, but you, you really got to enjoy life with it. Can't, you know, don't let go of the good stuff just to make the money. Absolutely true. And uh, believe in yourself and don't be too hard on yourself because normally we're we're harder on ourselves than we are with anybody else that we know when people learn how to do stop that that will, life is fantastic oh absolutely agreed uh i i do the same thing i judge myself next to those women on that panel and the dr Oz show i i judge myself with how come we're not getting x amount of how come we didn't get any sales today etc it comes it happens it happens. You plant those seeds and those flowers will grow and, and it, it does. It happens with a lot of uh, perseverance and, and hard work. Exactly. It's the law of attraction, Nazia. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you very much for spending some time with us. And um, like I said, I will, I will find your products. I'm going to get Allison to, to check them out today. And, Please do. And I wish you all the best. Thank you so much, Nazia. Thank you, Quinn. Thank you for having me. No problem. Have a good one. You too.